all across America and around the world. This is Veterans Radio. This is Veterans Radio. Welcome to Veterans Radio. I am Jim Fawson. I'm the officer of the deck today. We've got some great programs for you. I think you'll find very interesting. We always want to remind you, you can find more about Veterans Radio at its Facebook site or by going to veteransradio.net where we're on the web 24-7. You can find a lot of our podcasts there as well. We post new ones every Tuesday, so you can get a new story, a new interview, something you didn't know before by going to veteransradio.net. And before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. First up, we want to thank National Veteran Business Development Council, nvbdc.org. It was established to certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses. You'll find out how they can help your business by going to nvbdc.org. We want to thank Legal Help for Veterans. Legal Help for Veterans fights for veterans' disability rights all across the nation. You can reach them at 800-693-4800 or on the web at legalhelpforveterans.com. Contact us if you'd like to be a sponsor on Veterans Radio, and let's move on to our program. Welcome. Uh, I am Jim Fossone, and this is Veterans Radio's Spotlight on National Veteran Business Development Council, our monthly spotlight with nvbdc.org. Veterans Radio America is a, has a partnership with NVBDC, uh, which is the nation's leading third-party authority for certification of veteran-owned businesses of really all sizes. It's a 501c3 nonprofit established in 2013. It addresses the growing need to identify and certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses in the government and commercial or corporate marketplace. NVBDC administers a rigorous certification process designed to withstand the scrutiny of governmental and corporate entities seeking to utilize certified SD and VOBDs. We want to welcome to Veterans Radio today uh, Bill Nelson, who is on the NVBDC Advisory Board. Bill, welcome to Veterans Radio. Jim, thank you so much for inviting me to your show. It's a true uh, pleasure to join you and your audience. Well, we always like to get different perspectives on things relative to veteran-owned businesses and certifications. And let me start by uh, pointing out that uh, Bill served his Uncle Sam in the U.S. Army and spent a, a little vacation time in Vietnam. We'll talk about that a little later. But he came back and uh, uh, picked up his BBA degree in accounting and finance and an MBA as well. He went on to uh, work at uh, uh, Time, Inc. and uh, ultimately at Home Box Office, Inc., or HBO, as we all know it, uh, becoming the HBO uh, chief executive officer, CEO, and, and retiring there after a long stint in um, September of 2012. But, Bill, we're going to talk initially about the National Veteran Business Development Council and your involvement on its advisory board, how you got involved, what your involvement entails, that sort of thing. What, uh, how, what can you tell us? 
Yeah, well, you know, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the National Veterans Business Development Council is a rigorous and credible third-party uh, VOB certifying entity that, uh, you know, meets the very difficult and demanding corporate standards. So um, I met uh, Keith King, who is the founder and CEO of uh, the NVBDC. It received its IRS status in 2014. But I knew Keith uh, way before then. Uh, he was an officer at uh, Vietnam Veterans of uh, of America, and uh, I used to go out to the national conventions while I was with HBO, and uh, you know we used to showcase some of our our shows about uh, the military, and also hand out some of the DVDs uh, to everyone present. And uh, we became uh, really close friends, and uh, you know both Vietnam vets and VVA uh, members. So, you know Keith approached me and basically told me of uh, you know what his idea was. And uh, I thought, wow, that's that's uh, you know that's an important thing to have uh, VOBs be certified so that corporations looking to use them can uh, can can easily reach out and and do business with them. So uh, you know, I was really happy through Keith to to get involved with with the NVBDC. Well, as somebody who sat at the top of a very large public company. Was it your experience that other similarly situated CEOs were also looking for, hey, I'd like to get more veteran businesses involved, but I want to make sure that they're legit? Yeah, I th- look, I think that's the correct uh, way to phrase it is that uh, many corporations, uh, y- y- you know, had a sense that uh, veterans returning from uh, service, no matter where or when, uh, basically needed to find uh, a transitioning into civilian employment. And uh, there are great qualities, obviously, that you pick up in the service and great skills. And I think that uh, a lot of those uh, managers of those of those uh, civilian businesses said, hey, you know, let me let me reach out to these VOBs and, uh, you know, see what they have to offer. And uh, clearly one of one of the main things that they want to make sure of is is, is that it is uh, run by a, uh, a uh, eligible veteran, so to speak. And not only does it, is it, is it owned by an eligible veteran, but also that it is, it is actually operated by that veteran because, you know, they, there, there were cases where, you know, some entities said, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm going to hire a veteran as, as kind of a, a face forward for this corporation who has no input or management skills and, and, and trying and hold myself out as a VOB. And I think many corporations found that and were extremely disappointed. So they, they certainly desired to make sure that uh, if they were going to engage with a VOB, that uh, it, it, it was, in fact, just that. Well, I think one of the things that you probably experienced uh, in that private sector work that you, you did so successfully is that most corporations, while they want to help veterans, they have no uh, real way to screen or understand whether or not this is uh, an, an appropriate veteran-owned and operated organization. And that's really what NVBDC does. It, it comes in and applies a pretty rigorous uh, analysis. As you've seen this in action, do you feel it meets the needs of the business and corporate community? 
Yeah, I mean, we we have been told so by by uh, you, you know major corporations who who were looking to use VOBs and uh, you know you, you know the National Veterans Business Development Council uh, uh, basically is the as you said the leading VOB certifying entity and the only one accepted by the billion dollar roundtable members and and uh, that that that's a uh, a group of uh, corporations whose market cap is in excess of a billion dollars who are focused on supplier diversity, including VOBs. And, and they, you know, they include AT&T and Apple and Avis and Bank of America and IBM and CVS and Ford. And I could just keep going on. It's a big list. And they, they basically are the ones who said, look, you know, we want to hire VOBs, but we want to make sure that they are, in fact, what they say they are. And so when the National Veterans Business Development Council, you know, Keith's idea, he, he birthed that and uh, staffed it with a very powerful staff, uh, you, you know, stepped forward, um, they, they ran to it. I mean, Keith has, uh, through the National Veterans Business Development Council, over 100 uh, plus major corporate members who are, who are, quote, partners that represent, I think, something like $2 billion in, uh, in supplier diversity contracts. So this is, this is really big business and, and it's very important, uh, you know, for those VOBs. And, and I think the national veterans business development council is doing just a wonderful service. We're talking to Bill Nelson, who's a media executive and Vietnam veteran and uh, advisory board member for NVBDC.org. And we're talking about the importance of being certified from the corporate end of it. But I think you alluded to it, Bill. It also creates opportunity for the business, doesn't it? Yes, look, it, it creates opportunity on both sides. It creates opportunity for the VOB in that uh, whatever their skill set is and uh, whatever the corporation is looking for, uh, that's one of the things that the National uh, Veterans Business Development Council does as well besides uh, certifying is it actually does a uh, hosting and networking with the corporate partners who are looking to hire VOBs and certainly VOBs who are looking to be to be uh, used. And so, you, you, you know, it, it, it's a benefit on both sides. And I think it actually raises the, the output of not only the VOB, but of the, of the, uh, of the employing corporation as well. Uh, look, we all learn from those who we deal with. And uh, uh, I think that the skills that are learned through the military and, and the technology that you're capable of doing uh, really empowers those VOBs, and I think in certain cases above just normal civilian suppliers. So, it, it, in those cases, not not only is the VOB su- successful, but the employing corporation is learning things that they might not uh, otherwise learn. So, so it's it's really a plus plus on both sides. Bill, let me turn to uh, another area here, and and that's. Um, you were drafted uh, into the Army and during the Vietnam War, spent uh, a year in uh, Vietnam with the 101st Airborne Division, I believe. Um, tell us a little bit about that uh, deployment and, and how it ended up impacting uh, much of your career. Yeah, well, I actually uh, I actually enlisted with, uh, with a best friend of mine, uh, 
we were both attending Pace University, and uh, you know, uh, both our families, uh, uh, all of the men had served in World War II, and we were patriotic. And my friend came to me and said, you know, we actually should uh, step forward and enlist, and um, we did just that. And we went in on the buddy system, and uh, you know, went through training together, and we actually flew together to uh, to Vietnam, and we were deployed in in the same. Uh, in the same brigade. Uh, unfortunately, he was killed in Vietnam, but uh, uh, it, it was, um, you know, through, through the training and, and through the experience there. I mean, I was uh, with the 101st Airborne, 2nd and 502nd Strike Force Infantry, and we were uh, literally in the boonies for 60 or 70 days at a time and making contact and all of that. Uh, so it was, uh, it was certainly a life-changing experience. And, uh, it really uh, had a dramatic impact on shaping me and, uh, you, you know, which which I had a difficult transition when I got home. But I think uh, the experiences that I had and the training that I had really uh, was played a big role in my success in, in the business world. Well, no bad day as a CPA or at Time uh, Inc. or at HBO would have ever compared to those experiences. And so, sometimes I suspect you look back and said, well, today really sucks, but not as bad as it did back then, right? <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> I think we've all said that to ourselves. Um, well, that is right. You, you, you know, again, I, I just, I'll say it. I, I actually, um, you know, attribute a lot of my success to to uh, my, my, my training and experiences. Uh, it's, it's a radical transition from me to we. You know, meaning the success of the team uh, certainly transcends the, the success of any individual. In other words, if the mission succeeds, we all succeed. So, as you mentioned, I, I worked at uh, HBO for almost uh, 30 years. And, uh, you know, I took what I learned in the military and applied some of it there. And I, and I really helped foster a culture and spirit of collaboration. I mean, we broke down the so-called walls of each department and, and forced the cross uh, department problem solving and, and joint practices and uh, cross department brainstorming because I wanted each department to understand not only their value and responsibilities, but, you, you know, just like the military, you, you got to understand those elements for every department and understand how it all, uh, you know, is interdependent. So we actually, me and my team, we actually broke down the silo approach and formed what I would say was a true, very successful culture of team. We had a collective approach, you know, a collective mentality, collective spirit. And uh, I actually learned with the application of those skills that, that, that I learned in the military to, to corporate life is that, uh, you know, only through a true, true team approach, which is, which is what you learn in the military, uh, where every member understands the benefits of that approach to the organization and embraces it only then. And I really believe this only then can an organization achieve its greatest potential. So, you know, I was affected by my service in a big way, and I actually um, attribute my success to, to what I learned in the military. And we're talking to Bill Nelson, uh, uh, U.S. Army uh, Vietnam vet, former CEO of uh, HBO, and is, Bill, you're still involved in veteran issues and organizations. I know today you're a consultant uh, on a lot of topics uh, in the media area, but 
but tell us about your current uh, other involvements in veteran projects, along with being on the advisory board for NVBDC.org. Yeah, you know, uh, in the New York City community, uh, there's 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 a big population of veterans, and uh, there was a lot of opportunities that came along that. Uh, Thankfully, I was able to step forward and, and, and uh, say, look, I'll volunteer and do this or that. And, uh, you, you know, the first was the Vietnam Veterans of America, Chapter 126, um, which uh, is very active in New York City. It participates greatly in, in the New York City Veterans Day Parade. And uh, it basically goes and visits, uh, you, know, you, you know, veterans in, in some of the VA hospitals and that type of thing. Um, I'm also... Uh, on the board of the Friends of Vietnam Veterans Plaza in uh, 1985. Uh, the mayor was Ed Koch. He was a World War II uh, Battle of the Bulge veteran who basically said, you know, uh, it's time for New York City and, and this country to actually embrace the warrior, if not the war. And uh, followed what happened in D.C. in 1982 with the dedication of that memorial and uh, put a committee together and, and, and built the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in New York City. And I'm on uh, the entity that is responsible for maintaining that memorial. And uh, over the years, we've, uh, we've put in a walk of honor that lists the names of the 1,774 New York City residents killed in Vietnam. We also put in a big bronze battle map and... Uh, plant things and everything else that we did to really enhance that memorial. And, and our obligation now is to continue to maintain it. And uh, there's a huge story behind that memorial. It's based on letters home uh, written uh, from Vietnam veterans to their families. And uh, certain of those letters were selected and excerpts taken for them. And, and those words are uh, engraved on that memorial. It's uh, it's a very powerful memorial and meaningful one in solemn ground. So it's an honor for me to be on that board. Um, I'm also uh, connected with uh, Hope for the Warriors, which you mentioned earlier, which which is an outstanding, highly rated uh, organization dedicated to post 9/11 veterans. Uh, the Vietnam veterans uh, founding. Uh, motto for the uh, Vietnam Veterans of America is never again will one generation of veterans abandon it. And uh, like me, I think many, many, many Vietnam vets embrace that. So not only are we uh, looking out for our era of veterans, but we're looking out for those who came after us. And certainly all that happened in Iraq and Afghanistan, those veterans who, who you know, 20 years of war who, who have come home uh, certainly need um, Great support, and that's what uh, Hope for the Warriors does. And uh, they have the highest rating by Charity Navigator, I think, for 11 years in a row, and uh, the highest rating for great nonprofits for something like eight or nine years in a row. So it's an outstanding organization. And I would say to your listeners, if 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 you want to lend a hand to uh, a group of uh, post-9-11 veterans, Hope for the Warriors is uh, one outstanding organization. Yeah, and I would tell folks, go to hopeforthewarriors.org, which is its website. It's got, as uh, Bill Nelson mentions, a great uh, charity navigator rating. It also uh, gives you information on Cone Veterans Clinic, which focuses on mental health issues. Uh, We've had the opportunity to talk uh, to those folks in, in the past as well. And Bill, I think 
this really describes a lot of uh, veterans, and that is, you know, we went into service, <laughs> we were uh, young and dumb, but hopefully we came out and, and uh, had a, uh, however you wanted to find successful life thereafter. But we're now also giving back, and I, I, wanna, I want to congratulate you on giving back to your fellow veterans, whether it be on the advisory board of nvbdc.org or with uh, Hope for the Warriors or any of the other efforts that you're involved in. I really think that's an important piece of the fraternity that it, that uh, veterans make up in this country. It's a smaller than it used to be fraternity, but it's still important to, to work with each other, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, you know, uh, veterans have, uh, have a lot in common because uh, similar training and uh, varied uh, experiences, but, you know, they've stepped forward, whether volunteered or uh, drafted and uh you know back in those days when the draft was there but today it's all volunteer you know step forward and said okay i'm i'm going to take a part of my uh lifespan and dedicate it to this country and basically basically surrender themselves to to the military and by that i mean you, you you know wherever you're told to go you will go and whatever your job will be you will do it and so um, it, there's a, there's a great amount of, uh, sacrifice in a way, and you're away from your family at times and all of that. But when you come back, you stand taller than the rest who have not served. That's what I believe, because you really went out and, uh, and did something that made this country uh, a little bit better. Well, uh, we certainly feel that uh, you've been able to make the country a little bit better, both as a result of your military service, your involvement with NVBDC.org and these other veteran organizations, and and, uh, probably we've all watched the movies on HBO that you brought to us, so uh, (laughs) we appreciate that too. So, uh, Bill Bill Nelson, uh, really appreciate the time that you spent today with uh, Veterans Radio to just put a little more spotlight in, on NVBDC, but also tell us a little bit about uh, your involvement in veteran causes. Thanks for I'm joining. Sorry. Thanks for joining us uh, today, Bill. Okay, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Jim. It's uh, very nice to chat with you and uh, and your listeners. Thank you. And I want to thank everybody for listening to Veterans Radio today. I am Jim Fossone. It's been a pleasure to be your host. I'm a veterans disability lawyer at Legal Help for Veterans, and you can reach us at 800-693-4800 or legalhelpforveterans.com on the web. You can follow Veterans Radio on Facebook and listen to its podcasts and Internet radio shows by going to veteransradio.net. And until next time, You are dismissed. If you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans' Appeals, contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800. They're experts in handling cases before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans' Claims. Their number again, 1-800-693-4800. We again want to thank our national sponsors, the National Veterans Business Development Council, nvbdc.org, VA Ann Arbor Health Care System, the Vietnam Veterans of America, Charles S. Kettles Chapter, Ann Arbor, Michigan. VFW Graf O'Hara Post 423 in Ann Arbor. And the American Legion Press Corn Post 46, also in Ann Arbor. 
they keep us on the air, as does your support. Go to Facebook, go to veteransradio.net, and support our efforts. And until next time, you are dismissed. <laughs>